Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast. Join the Mark Order. And then she's gone. She realized she wasn't late enough for the start of this show. It's to make an entrance. A grand entrance. Just like her grand exit last week. Uh, Kate looks like she's having some connection problems. She'll be joining us. I'm sure she's going to have a lot to want to talk about tonight. Because you know she wants to be on this show. Yeah, this is the one. Um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about tonight. The Mark Order Podcast, episode 74, uh, here on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, for now. Um, it is Ant Money. It is Ryan Schlong. Uh, Rock, apparently. Do you get it? Do you get the joke? I don't think I do. RS Alt Rock, CM Punk. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's a cheesy joke. I did it on purpose. It's fine. I just didn't get it. I was like, whoa. Uh, and Kate the Great's going to be here whenever she can get her uh, the hamster running on the wheel to fix her internet. But, man, what's good, Rye Guy? So what's good with you, my man? Well, um, you know, it's uh, it's been, uh, for me, it's been an interesting, like, 48 hours. Um, really all it's been, let me see Monday. Yeah. Well, today's technically day three, I guess. So let me fill everybody in. I got to fill everybody in, Ryan, I guess, because people are, people know what's going on in the discord and somebody tweeted something on Twitter and nobody knew what was going on. So I guess let me just, and that's not a big deal. I don't care. I'm I just wasn't looking for like, uh, I don't know. I guess I wasn't just looking for like, uh, you know, uh, pats on the back or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna. You better tell him because it's gonna be noticeable soon, anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then people will be like, "He's dying." Um. So, so I uh, Monday I chose to. Uh, well, not just Monday I chose, but I I had chose to undergo uh, gastric um, gastric sleeve surgery, uh, and I did that on uh, on Monday. Uh, so hi, Kate. Hi. Um, so I did it on Monday. What's that? How we doing? We're doing well. Cut. Um, I was just telling the people what's going on with me because uh, I saw a few things. Um, but yeah, Monday I had surgery and uh, I've only been able to drink liquids for the last two days. So that's fun. And tomorrow I get to move up to full liquids so I can okay. eat yogurt and pudding and like milk based drinks. I have to start drinking protein tomorrow. I have my tiny cup here of Gatorade zero so that i can uh keep track of how much i'm drinking well there you go tiny baby sips like a bird like shots over there it looks like sort of even less than a shot it's uh (laughs) tiny little sips but i'm glad to report that things things went well no complications no nothing i checked out of the hospital yesterday came home 
rested up, spent the day home today. Feeling good. Feeling good. Well, Thanks good. to everybody for the well wishes. We wouldn't want you no, coming yeah. back too soon because, you know, then you might get squashed. Well, uh, we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> now that you're out of the hospital, I can say this because I didn't want to say it beforehand. Sure. And the only other person I know who got this had so many compl- now he was older than you like i'd say by a good 25 years had so many complications while in the hospital that i was legitimately like oh god i was like nervous on your behalf i'm like i can't say anything i'm never gonna tell anyone until they're past that phase <laughs> no and you're no. past it he never it, his happened before he got home the worst problem in in the hospital for anybody who spent time in a hospital it's it's sleeping uh you literally get no sleep like they had me up every two hours to check blood pressure or something i'm just holding my arm out like please just let me try to sleep but i literally would wake up and look at my phone and it was just every hour i was awake overnight so i was happy to spend like a week and a half in the hospital and that was her biggest complaint yeah yeah they literally woke my sister up to give her a sleeping pill when she was a kid fun that's always me that always makes sense makes no sense but I will say this. Um, I did get home to a couple uh, Amazon boxes, uh, and I just have to shout out uh, my friends Jen and Alan, who sent over a couple nice gifts. They sent over a mug, not wrestling related, but the other two items were wrestling related. One is uh, Hulk Hogan's book, My Life Outside of the Ring. There should be a brother after that, you know? There definitely should be a brother after that. I just hope it's really in-depth about his uh, karaoke bar and grill down in Florida. Like, I can tell you how workings. it starts if you want to know. Well, I'm sure that it starts with uh, maybe the divorce of Linda Hogan. No, with the his his son getting in trouble with the cops. Is that really how this book's? Have you read this book? Yeah, I have read that book. Is it good? I mean, I'm going to read it, but it's good is not the word I'd use. Okay. Um, but it's worth a read is, is how I'd say it. Um, good because like, it's very, it's very Hogan-y. Um, Hogan-y. Is, it, is it like his other book where every other word is brother, brother? No, but damn it's done nothing wrong. Okay. Well, I'm going to read it. And the other book that I was sent, this is a hard co- hardcover edition. So I'm excited. The ultimate superstar guide. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's What's fun cool. is there's a um, there's a guy on the back of it who looks familiar. Let me see if I can get him in there. He looks familiar, but I don't know who he is. Well, that's Finn Balor. No, that's no, no, the no. demon. I don't know who this guy is. I don't know. Hard to tell. Dean something. I don't think I've ever seen him before. No, I, I don't think he wrestles. Anymore. Dean Malenko. Yeah. Oh, the man of a thousand holds. Well, too bad Chris Jericho's man of a thousand and one holds. That's true. Or. That's 1004. Sorry, Ryan. Sorry. He knows four more. And I also, this was a gift. Um, uh, this uh, was a gift uh, to myself. So we'll get the, uh, the Young Bucks. Oh, I love the pose. Very yeah. nice. These are from, uh, these were an Amazon exclusive. So these came out looking real nice, even though the corner of the box is fucked up. But what Would can you, you do say that they are unrivaled? I mean, it's hard to say because they've had a number of rivals. It's um, true. Right now, though, they may be unrivaled. 
Okay. We'll see. They're not really vying for tag titles, but trios titles. We'll talk sure. about that as we get later. But that's all that's been going on in my life, guys. Everything's good. Yeah, that's all. Just major surgery. That's all. You know what, though? <laughs> it was four. They told me they were going to have to do six, like maybe eight incisions. They only did four. Nice. I should have gotten a discount, I feel. I agree. Um, You're paying per incision. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like. <laughs> uh, they're very tiny, though. They're very tiny. Like, they're not. They don't look like they're more than like an inch, inch and a half, you know, wide. So that's tiny now. I mean, I've never had surgery, so this is my first time. I would consider that tiny instead of splitting my abdomen open. I'm just saying I didn't realize an inch and a half was considered tiny anymore. Buster agrees. I can hear it. Yeah, I mean, it's really important to Ryan that an inch and a half is not considered tiny. You know what I mean? Like, it's really important to him. Okay. If you're catching the yeah. drift, yeah, we gotta there. say that's huge. It's really large, Ryan. One and a half. <laughs> Thank you. Large, huge. Were those were those incisions hard or were they soft? I mean, they seemed pretty soft at the time, but it feels okay. like it's pretty hard now. Okay, so flaccid incisions, about an inch yeah. and a half. Got okay. Yeah. I would prefer them to be hard at that size, but we'll keep going. I mean, it would be better if they were flaccid because it can only get bigger, sir. Oh, I know, but sometimes we don't control that. Well, it's true. so yeah, that's uh, that's all that's going on with me. So I figured let's uh, touch on it and we'll move on. That way, as Ryan said, people are going to see it at some point. People won't then think I'm deathly ill, Kate. Who cares about your surgery? Do you see my hair? No. I'm what happened? Straw- I'm strawberry blonde now. Oh, I was regular blonde. Okay. Come on, your Ooh. hair is everywhere oh enough with the dashboard um that looks for a second yeah seriously wow kate that looks fantastic thank you sir thank you and if you're listening in podcast form shame on you because you should be seeing how how my strawberry low lights have just changed the game here on the mark order podcast what's a low light do you know what highlights are in your hair yeah, why wouldn't they just be strawberry highlights? Because they're when they're underneath, they're called lowlights. I still think it's a highlight. Okay, well, as much of a cosmetician as you are, Ryan, I'm going to go ahead and understand. You colored something. It's a highlight. Right, but what you colored is underneath the other coloring. Ergo, it's a lowlight. Idiot. I don't like this reasoning. Go that back to me. school, Ryan. Yeah, go back to school. Go back to school and read your um, Hulk Hogan book. Yeah, required some How do I reach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan, what's new with what's going on with you? Did you get any of your hair highlighted? Yeah, gray. It's a nice, nice. gray color now. A little salt um, and pepper. You look very distinguished. Uh, Kate, do you, you get what my do you get why my name is my name today? I do not. I didn't get it. He had to explain it. Yeah. I thought the CM Punk fan would get it. No. RS All Rock. It's it's his initials in a form Punk, of music. RS Alt Rock. That uh, that is the expected. She's frozen, so it's even better. I don't even see the reaction. It makes it better. Oh no, she reacted. I think I think the pause was meant to be, and then just head shake. I think it's a brilliant joke. Personally, 
but you're, I'm you're, good. You're your own number one fan. Not great. Not S- someone has to be. That's it. So you're good, I'm Ryan. Good. I'm We're good. not going to pop for case? ourselves. Fair enough. Kate, did you do wrestling commentary this weekend or is that next weekend? This upcoming weekend, yeah. Okay. Saturday, I think. Okay. I should know that. Well, that should be fun. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, you got an hour and a half until we plug. It's true. All right. Well, if you guys don't have anything else you want to talk about, we could dive right into uh, to talking wrestling. Why don't we talk a little bit about Rampage? Um, Hell yeah. Rampage was sort of meh for me this week. I'm not going to lie. Um, Claudio came out and asked for an open challenger, and he got Dustin Rhodes. So we'll get that on uh, on Rampage this week. Is that exciting for anybody? I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I liked the, the promo that we saw, and I think the match will be good. But I... I can't believe Claudio was like someone they wouldn't let talk in WWE. He's looked really comfortable on the mic. And I loved the story he told of understanding Dustin's career in terms of like being the guy that everybody says, oh, you should have won this and that championship. Like, I really liked it because that's very true about both of them. And I just thought that was like a nice little added story to something that's just an open challenge. Like that was pretty good. mic work. I thought for a guy who can't cut a promo, um, but that should be fun. But I really liked, I like having an open challenge for the ROH world championship, especially uh, before ROH has TV and you know, you need somebody to, to eat some pins there for a while. I think Dustin's a good, a good candidate for that. He is a natural. Right, Ryan? He's the natural. That's right. That's right. Does it do anything for you, Ryan? That ex- what Kate that- said is about how I feel. We'll get a yeah. good match, and it's nothing serious, but it keeps the belt around and keeps Claudio wrestling, and that's good enough for me. I don't doubt that it'll be a good match. I think it's just like, you know, and, and I know there's still no TV, but if we're going to do this, why don't we build something? You know what I mean? Like, why don't we get a story going but that's i guess my only beef right i I don't want it to be a flavor of the week club like they've done so many times before so i don't know we'll see what happens on friday it'll be a good match but who knows what'll come out of it we will see we also got ruby soho and ortiz backstage they're gonna they want a piece of sammy and tay so we'll see that uh coming up friday keith lee and swerve strickland defeated private party to retain their titles now question for you guys they said that on commentary this was the first defense for the tag team titles is that true that that match with i guess uh uh tony niece and josh uh josh woods that was not for the titles i guess then huh i thought it was but maybe you're right i don't know but if this is the first title defense I'm just kind of like, can we get something for these guys to do? Yeah, we'll talk we got about something it. for them to do. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get into Dynamite. It's very loose, though, what they've got them into. Also, again, it's just kind of like, man, what happened? Like, for me, it was like, what happened to Private Party? Like, again, I just kind of like, man, I used to love these guys, but. Um, oh, I can tell you what got what happened to Private Party. Uh, the Hardy 
and Andrade family office. Yeah. Exactly. And one of them was hurt too, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Mark Quinn was hurt for a while. Yeah. It went from being like, is that private party to like, is that private party? Yes. I don't remember. It really did. <laughs> There's someone I thought would have. I thought would have been perfectly paired with Stokely. Like that made so much sense to me, but they went with the ass boys instead. Yeah, we will. uh, We'll talk about that for sure. Just uh, don't get it. But anyway, um, Hobbs finds QT Marshall in the factory backstage. Zach Clayton, Zach Clayton comes out uh, to trash talk West Virginia. And then he gets his title shot against hook lasts all of 30 seconds. He gets choked out. Uh, so uh, Hook retains his title. And then Daddy Magic, Matt Menard, and Cool Hand Ange uh, are backstage saying it's time for the FTW title to be held by a sports entertainer. Uh, so, entertainer. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I should have said that right. Sports entertainer. Um, so, yeah, it was just... Uh, listen, Hook is Hook, right? Um, so... We've seen this out of Hook, but it's weird because it seemed like they made a huge deal out of this. And literally one duck and a chokehold later, it's over. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, we've got to get Hook more involved, right? Like, we can't just keep him doing this forever. So any ideas what's next for uh, for Hook with either of you guys? I mean, it seems like they're going the way of Daddy Magic, um, which I think could actually be a whole bunch of fun. I think... I would like to see, well, as far as the match goes, I had tweeted like, man, if this match is more than two moves, I would be pretty pissed if I was AEW talent not being used in the spot. And then the match was like one move. It was basically the red rum. And I was like, well, okay, good for them. They took the under on that. <laughs> so yeah. that made me laugh. Um, but I think if you're going to go... The route of Daddy Magic and Cool Hand and that's a super fun thing to do. I would just like to see not I don't want them to mess with the presentation because it's obviously perfect. It's hook, right? Goddamn. But I think right. um Taz getting more involved would be something that would be really, really good of just like he's the champion, he's the champion of this belt, he's my kid, like coming into play a little bit more would be something that's really good. I think it would be cool to see Hobbs try and come back for it after he's done with Starks, but I feel like that feud should go on for a while. Shlong, you agree with Daddy Magic, or would you rather see Cool Hand Ange? Six one half dozen to another. I mean, they're both good, so I don't think it really matters which one we get in this match. Um, Hulk's going to win, but it's going to be fun. I like I like that they used a squash to get hook over but immediately set up like a real opponent for him it, it was a nice um use of that time you, you helped him look even better you didn't hurt anyone and then you immediately set up an opponent it was it was very nice kate if you make fun of the way i said opponent because i could see it in your eyes i'm gonna lose my goddamn shit well now i'm gonna i wasn't gonna make fun of the way you said opponent at all this nope. is the way you speak no, there's no it. way I was going to do that beforehand. I could no. see it when I say an O word. I could see her eyes light up. They're like, I mean, yeah, we both heard it. We, Opponent. we saw it. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was a strong one. Wait, okay, ready? Fuck, Mary kill. Daddy ass. Both of you. 
Daddy ass, okay. daddy magic, Effie, your daddy. Song, you or me? You can go first. I'm putting thought into this. All right, here's my only thought. Since, <laughs> since I'm not totally familiar with a lot of Effie, I know his backstory. I know what he's done, but I don't know much of his work. I think I've seen him wrestle like twice. I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna kill Effie. In those I'm going, fish nets? I've got to. I really don't know anything about him, so I'm gonna kill him. He could be a murderer, for all I know. Kill Effie, I'll fuck Daddy Magic, and I'll marry Daddy Ass. Wow. Okay, going for the older men, just like your wife. Right. Well, he looks like he could give good tanning tips. So that's a very good point. That's a very good point. I'm I'm killing Effie because I feel like he's just gonna have too much personality for me, and I, and I gotta back that off. Like, come on. You'll hear why, because then I'm going to fuck. Neither of you chose daddy. the gay one. At least you could have some fun. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm choosing daddy ass because he knows his way around an ass. Like, let's go here. And then I'm marrying daddy magic because I feel like I get a whole family out of that. I get cool. The cool Uncle Ange. I get I get the whole thing. So, like, it works. Okay. You're all wrong. You should be having sex with Effie. That's the move. He's your F. No, he's got you too much attitude. I'm sorry, Billy Gunn. Grandpa you ass your attitude. You're biased to begin with. How am oh, I, I know. biased? You don't like the ass man. I don't have anything wrong with ass man. I just don't need him on my screen in 2022 wrestling matches. Listen, I'm marrying daddy ass because I know he's raised two kids so at least he can handle a family right that is true and like i don't don't know i was gonna say i don't know if you're more of a rack fella or if you're more of an ass man but like if you are an ass man you guys have that in common because he's an ass man whoa well i'm marrying them so it it's not really an option to be a rack man and with all three of them, I don't think I'm the, we'll say, alpha in that relationship. So I, I got to take, take a guy who knows his way. Imagine. Imagine willingly having the ass boys as your stepkids. No thanks. Killed I'm, not, they're not, I'm not marrying them. I'm marrying daddy magic. They're old enough oh, to I handle know. their I'm shit. Just- The delay is killing me. Are they? I know she got a delay. Oh boy! All right, let's go back. <laughs> let's, he FMKs let's go us back. and leaves. I know. Let's go back to. Uh, let's go back to real Rampage quick. Real quick. While we're off yeah, topic. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Eric Freeds. Oh, I didn't see it. Happy birthday, Eric Freeds. Haven't been spending much time chat. on the on the twitters. Um, all right, let's go to Buddy Matthews defeating Serpentico. So uh, Buddy Matthews makes really quick work. Uh, and then uh, Miro comes out uh, after the match holding Malachi Black's mask. He charges towards Matthew, beats him up, um, lays in some repeated punches and stomps in the corner. Buddy slaps him. Miro kicks his head off. And uh, uh, Julia Hart escapes. So... Clearly, this uh, Miro thing isn't over, Schlong. And the the House of Black is gearing up for a trios match uh, 
uh, against the Dark Order. So I don't know if their head's in the game. Me, me has a yes on how that match will go down. How do you think that match is going to go down? I think to the the House of Black. I mean, it stinks that we're going to have two trios matches, and because of a similar reason. But I think the House of Black loses because Miro gets involved, and that's how you get the Dark Order to proceed to end with their matchup against the Elite. And what does Hangman do? You know, I was, I was thinking that Hangman's the obvious choice. But what if now Miro is a is a fellow compatriot of the of the Dark Order and just jumps in this match as a, their partner just to take it to House oh, of Black? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, they have the third partner. Mm-hmm. Ooh. But actually, no, I was guessing Stu returns because I just have that heart. I just want that to happen so badly. I know. And if uh, if Evaluna was part of the tournament, I would say absolutely that would be yeah. where I wanted to go. But I don't know if it's not going to be Hangman. It's, it, you know, it would make sense that it's Miro, but I think it's going to be Hangman because I think we got to get to Hangman versus Kenny and the Bucks. I agree. Uh, let's see. We get Britt Baker interviewed backstage. She's still talking about, uh, you know, uh, all out and thunderstorm and all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about thunderstorm later. Athena defeats Penelope Ford. Um, Kip Sabian is in the crowd cheering for his wife. Uh, and then, uh, after the match is over, uh, Jade Cargill, or I'm sorry, the baddies attack Athena. Jade Cargill comes with a sledgehammer to smash up Athena's wings that she built herself, apparently. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, Athena is able to kind of get uh, out of the grips of the baddies. And then Cargill hits her in the abdomen with the sledgehammer. Um, Schlong, I think we all know what's kind of going on here with. Athena and Jade Cargill, I think we all kind of think that uh, Jade is going to lose that title to Jade Cargill. Uh, sorry, Jade is going to lose that title to Athena. Um, and I think that, you know, we can see it going there. Here's my question, Slong. The sledgehammer of the wings. Is that really enough to make you like, oh, my God, did she really just do that? Like, I thought it was kind of corny. Well, first of all, those wings are awesome. So I could see being mad that they she broke my wings. Um, but also, I think it's just a disrespect thing. Like, you broke something of mine. You dick. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but it, I, there was nothing else they could do. I mean, it's, Athena doesn't have really have, like, an ally she can beat up or anything. So all she really had was the wings. Yeah, her only allies out uh, injured. So... Which uh, one's this? On uh, Chris Statlander. Oh, that's right. Stat. Jesus Christ, there's so many injuries now. Yeah. Um. All right, so we'll keep moving on. Billy Gunn. Um, uh, there's a Billy Gunn. We didn't, did we even talk about that? I totally left that out. Daddy Ass gets interviewed backstage, and he said that the, uh, the boys have opened the door for him to spank their asses next week, and uh, um, he scissors the acclaimed. We find out they're going to have their match tonight. We'll talk about that. Um, and then uh, it's time for the main event. It's Orange Cassidy and the best friends versus the Trust Busters. OC and the best friends wind up defeating the Trust Busters. Uh, so they move on in the tournament. Um, nice moment at the end. Dan Housen showed up to put a curse on uh, Slim J. Um, 
And my favorite part of that song was, did you see when he goes to do the curse? He just kind of goes because Sonny's standing from him. He just kind of goes like eh, move out of the way. Like he makes the move motion. Yeah. And then when she moves, he, he curses Slim J. Uh, I thought that was very funny. Did you uh, see who was with Trustbusters this week on uh, Dark? Um, I didn't. I've been a little. Uh, they have exposed. a trust butler and. The, the Mr. VSK is now Jeeves SK. Oh, my God. Really? You came out a full butler outfit. Oh, my God. Um, did you enjoy this match, Ryan? I actually thought this was a pretty good match. I, I still think Parker Boudreaux is a little green, but I... I He's very green. I thought but I get match. why they signed him. I do. I know how people are like, there's so many better... Um, so many better indie towns out there and I do, but I think you have to take a shot on someone like that in the sense of like, cause if he pans out, it's unbelievable, but slim J and Davari can go. Yeah. So like you may think the gimmick may be weird, but they are very good in the ring. So I think if they can get him, I think if they keep leaning into the weirdness of the gimmick and just get weirder, like by adding a Butler, they have a chance of surviving this because their matches are going to be that good. I mean, if the VSK starts wrestling, for them, he's awesome too. Like they're just gonna have awesome wrestlers. It's just so funny because to me, Slim J is just like Scotty Too Hotty. You know what I mean? And I'm like, why? Why would this work right now? But it sort of does. It's really weird. It works because he's so old. Like not so old, but he's been doing it for so long. Yeah, I mean, he's weathered. He's no yeah. young dude. He's got some crow's feet working. Oh, doing the Slim J hat again. Okay, showing your support. I don't have a visor. We got to get you a visor, man. We got to get you a visor. Um, well, it was a, it was actually um, a pretty, it was an okay episode of uh, Rampage. I think everybody was sort of geared up for tonight's Dynamite, though. So, you know, when you have all the announcements that were made, that rampage is sort of like, let's just get past this and get into uh, get into dynamite. And we're going to get into dynamite uh, and talk about what happened tonight. Um, there's there was a lot of announcements uh, about the all out card tonight that's coming up. So we'll talk about those as, as we get through dynamite. We'll talk about the results of all the matches, ex- especially the um, the unification bout that took place tonight. And dear God, I hope Kate can get her internet working again because Lord knows she's probably got a ton to say about that match. But we're going to go in depth about all of it. We're going to take a little break first, though, Ryan. Uh, And for those people who don't know, we're part of the Shining Wizards Network, um, which uh, hosts a number of other shows. Um, But uh, for those who don't know about it, why don't you sit back real quick and take a word. Uh, and listen to a word from uh, some of the other shows that are part of the Shining Wizards Network. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. 
Because of the obvious threat to untold numbers of citizens, and because of the crisis which is even now developing, this radio station will remain on the air day and night. This station and hundreds of other radio and TV stations throughout this part of the country are pooling their resources through an emergency network hookup to keep you informed of all developments. Horns up, everyone. When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure every Friday to check out Radioactive Metal. Radioactive Metal is one of the longest-running podcasts on the interweb. And every week we bring you a fist full of metal, including interviews with all your favorite artists, discuss all the metal news, and feature the best tunes on the air today. So grab a Lemmy, join your cool Uncle Snowy, and co-host Aaron in the pit. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Brea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and TurnbuckleThrowbacks.com. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your host of Inconclusive Breakdown. We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network, and join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. What's up, wrestling fans? You want something awesome? Check out Wrestling Night in Canada here on the Shining Wizards Network, where three Canadian metalheads uniting for the love of pro wrestling. Every episode, we go over all the latest news and special events with the odd, unique interview as well. So grab a cold one and check out Wrestling Night in Canada, eh? All right, we're back here on the Shining Wizards Network with the Mark Order podcast. Uh, let's see. Kate's back. She fixed her internet. Thank God. Um, I'm trying to be. I know. Um, let's see. Uh, guys, uh, feel free to follow us on our social feeds. 
Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the places uh, at Mark Order Pod. Uh, and uh, when you're there, you can hit our link tree to uh, request some free stickers. All you got to do is uh, make sure you give us your full name, your full mailing address, and the country you live in, and we'll send out some free stickers. No shipping, no handling, no nothing. Um, but you do have to send me your full address. Uh, I think I said it last week. Somebody requested stickers, did not give me an address, and I can't get back in touch with you. So please, uh, if that was you, you know, just uh, send me another request. I'll send them out. I promise. Uh, all right, guys, guess what? Before the show tonight, what? we had rankings. We had rankings. rankings. So let's go through the rankings real quick before Dynamite tonight. Because um, there might have been some shakeups. Uh, on the men's side, we had CM Punk, our world champ, interim champ, John Moxley, uh, all Atlantic champ, Pack. And TNT champ Wardlow, number one, Hangman Page, two, Powerhouse, up, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, three, Jay Lethal, four, Darby Allen, and five, Brian Danielson. Those three guys jumping into the mix. Women's division, uh, Thunder Roses are world champion. TBS champion is Jade Cargill, number one, Tony Storm, two, Britt Baker, three, Athena, four, Anna Jay, and five, jumping up, Jamie Hayter. Uh, and then in our tag team division, our tag team champions swerve in our glory. Number one, FTR. Two, the Young Bucks. Three, the Acclaim jumping in. Four, evil, uh, number 10 and Evil Uno. Uh, and number five, the Gun Club jumping up into the mix. That's Kate's favorite. So she's really excited for the Gun Club to be in the rankings because you never know what's going to happen. They're the ass boys and they're ass. Oh, all right. Boys. That's right. I should have gotten Dan Housen paid. I should have been calling them ass boys. Yeah. So, guys, let's get into Dynamite. And it wound up being an eventful show. Uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. I yeah, it was so, pretty okay. eventful. Let's let's get there. Um, we open up with the second, uh, second time uh, in two weeks. They uh, don't open with wrestling. Uh, so Jericho makes his way to the ring for his face-to-face with Garcia. And he talks about how he and Garcia agreed to work out their issues face-to-face, introduces him as one of his favorite people in the world. That's when the Red Death gets to the ring. Uh, people start chanting, you're a wrestler. Jericho tells Garcia not to let them get into his head. He's a, He had a classic match with Danielson last week. As far as he's concerned, he slayed the dragon. But afterwards, Daniel uh, put hands on him and spun him around, and he wants an apology. But uh, Daniel Garcia says Chris knew how special that moment was to him because he was sharing his uh, the ring with a hero, um, his hero, Brian Danielson. 30 minutes with this hero, people calling it the greatest match in Dynamite history, and he hung in with the best uh, wrestler in the world for 30 minutes. Uh, that match is the kind of match he's always dreamt of having sitting at home with his mom in Buffalo. And he got to have it last week and he hopes some kid watching at home, uh, was watching at home and he wants him to feel the same way he felt. And, uh, when Brian stuck his hand out and asked for respect, he didn't care if people called him a wrestler or a sports entertainer. All he cared about was the moment and Jericho ruined that. So Chris looks conflicted and says, he's sorry. Uh, he feels that way, but there'll be plenty more moments 
because he's the greatest technical sports entertainer in the world today. And deep down, he knows he's a sports entertainer. He wants to hear him say it. And that's when the dragon makes his entrance to the ring. And he says he's seen Garcia's mentor here trying to bully him into saying he's a sports entertainer and you can be whatever you want. He respects their wrestling from last week and agrees with all the people. Garcia is, in fact, a wrestler. And Jericho needles him and demands that uh, Garcia says he's a sports entertainer. But Garcia blows up and tells him to stop. He's he's got his hero on one side, his mentor on the other. He can't make a decision. Leave him alone. That's when Jericho grabs him and Garcia snaps and shoves Jericho down. Chance for you deserve it. Go up. Daniel Garcia leaves the ring. Uh, and um, Danielson says he's not the biggest fan of sports entertainment, but that was pretty entertaining. And Jericho tells him uh, it pisses him off when people say Danielson's the best wrestler in the world because he's been around for 15 years. He hasn't seen it once. That's what Kate was actually saying before we got on the air tonight. She agreed with Jericho big time. I never um, said that. But people. Yes, she did. People might say Jericho's the greatest wrestler and you want to talk wrestling. He's the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. He remembers every hold he was taught and has forgotten more about wrestling than Danielson will ever remember. So Danielson asked him the question, if we were able to ask Stu which one of the two is better, who would he say? Danielson challenges him to, and he also says the same thing about uh, Owen Hart uh, and I think maybe one or two other people. But Danielson then challenges into a match, the American Dragon versus the Lionheart um, right now. But Jericho accepts it for All Out and tells him to keep in mind that the last time they shared a ring, he choked him out and put him out on the shelf for two months. Until then, watch your back because you never know when he's coming. And that's when Hager blindsides him with a, uh, a lariat to the back of the head, uh, along with the uh, twisting spine buster. And we're off to the races. So it's almost like uh, fighting for custody of your child with a wrestling match. I think uh, that's sort of what we're doing here. And Kate, I'll let you go first because you did say you agreed with Jericho. You haven't seen the best wrestler in the world out of uh, out of Danielson. If that was true, why would I be wearing my Brian Danielson shirt right now on air live? This is my Danielson shirt. I agree like with white, him. Looks just like a white t-shirt. Yeah, I think Kate's secretly yeah. saying, hey there, Delilah, on the side. That's the game. That's the Danielson thing. It just says this white t I love this segment. I loved both sides of it. Um, I really think Daniel Garcia has flourished so much in... The, like, I think we knew this was the end game, right? He belongs in the one stable, but he's done such great work under the sports entertainment umbrella... Um, and it's just unfolding very naturally. Like it doesn't feel overly gimmicky. I'm very excited for Jericho and Danielson. I think that'll be a really great match, especially considering what we saw out of Jericho and Mox. Um, I think that will be great for all out. I'm excited for Danielson to go the way of the Blackpool combat club. Like he probably should. I think that would be great for him. Um, but My storyline has been a blast. Like, this is a playbook we haven't seen really. This has been really, really fun of just via the caliber of wrestling poaching Daniel Garcia. It's not because of anything other than the fact that he's great at this, which is a super fun thing. And I also like Chris Jericho saying, hey, a big part of being a great sports entertainer is being a great wrestler involved in that. Like, it is a nice reminder that Chris Jericho is great in that aspect, too. So 
Um, this was a bunch of fun. Danielson, great on the mic here. Like, this is the most authentic mic work I think I've ever seen him do. And uh, it's it's a whole lot of fun, him bringing up Hart. And Owen Hart, um, I, I think, is is a really great uh, way to, to pull pro wrestling to the forefront in this battle. So, so tons of fun. In retrospect, with what we saw the rest of the night, I think, not to play spoiler, but you're going to find out in 20 minutes anyway, um, I feel like Thunder Rosa should open the the show to relinquish her title. If you weren't going to open with a match, open by having Thunder Rosa say she has to relinquish her title because of an injury. Insulting to do that in a two-minute backstage segment or less. Um, I think it, it would have been way more appropriate to open with something that's significant, like continuing to do this to the women's division but um but what i saw in front of me was great i just wish this had come at a different point in the show schlong any problems with the opener from your perspective no i mean i, I want to point out that jericho called him danny and danielson called him daniel and i and I just think that's a very, like, I think they're doing that on purpose, obviously. And I think that actually speaks. Daniel Garcia calls himself Daniel Garcia, doesn't call himself Danny Garcia. And Jericho was calling Danny. Jericho was talking down to him, talking like like a child. And Danielson was talking to him like an adult. And I think that's all important to this story. Um, so, no, I, I enjoyed it. I'm with Kate on the placement that Thunder Rosa absolutely should have opened the show. Um. Punk open the show when he couldn't. Uh, I think just by doing that, you help establish their own equal footing. And by not doing it, you help establish that they're not on equal footing. Uh, but the for, for the segment itself, the little nuances like calling him Danny versus Daniel and you know, stuff like that is what makes this stuff so good because they they made sure to, to pepper in all this nuance to this story. Asian also, go ahead. real quick. I took my glasses off because they're bothering me for a second, and I literally can't see anything. So if you guys are making face at me, could not tell. Yes. No, just my normal face. He can't. I, yeah, tell. just my normal face. I, 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 I know Kate's trying to do something. I literally. <laughs> well, Asian Joe's asking the question here. Uh, do we get Jericho Garcia at Grand Slam? Do we think there's that's a split very up with possible? That could be a lot of fun. We, I hope, will so. be there. Yeah, that's true. We'll be there. So, so yes, we are. That seems like it's a good match for a Grand Slam. I think that's fine. Let's do it. Yep. Hell yeah. We do. We do move on to our first match of the night: Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal. And again, to me, this match just showed you, like, come on. Jay Lethal is a really good, good in the ring wrestler. Um, Jay Lethal does win by pinfall with uh, with a roll up and a handful of trunks. True heel move. And then post match, Sanjay Duck gets on the mic and says he's got a message for Dax and his big dumb buddies. And he never said who was there in their trios match for all out. It'll be Jay Lethal teaming up with two close personal friends of theirs. And they unveil that it is the Motor City Machine Guns. We go to break. So, Schlong, let's go to you first. What do you think of the match? And what do you think of the Motor City Machine Guns kind of jumping back through the door? Match was fantastic. Um, 
both these guys can go. And I think we were seeing that more like this has been the year of Dax and he's just continues to prove it. He is amazing. I don't ever want him to separate from cash. I like FTR is the best, one of the best teams in the world, but he could have an amazing singles run if he wanted to. Um, Jay Lethal has been one of the best pro wrestlers in the world for a long time. People know that other issues aside, you can never doubt what he gives you in the ring. This was great. The Motor City Machine Guns little twist in here was awesome because they're awesome and that match is going to hump. The only thing I'll say is, does this mean they did not have a lot of faith that Wardlow could powerbomb Singh? I just don't think Singh was is ready. I, I really just don't. That that to me is the is the big thing. It, it could mean that maybe he can't get him up, but I just truly think that this means that Singh is not as close as they thought he was. Yeah, I think that's very, very possible. I think maybe it's more that Singh can't either take the power bomb or can't do much else other than take the power bomb. But Motor City Machine Guns deserve this. Those two guys have been in with like all of their best friends must be in AEW. They are the exact same circles that have spanned decades uh, with these guys. So I think this is an awesome spot in general. A lot of those impact contracts are up. So it's going to be interesting to see where people fall. This is kind of like the Achilles heel of impact every time that they get on like a good heater. Um, unfortunately, like it seems like contracts end in their best, most over talent moves on elsewhere. So that becomes a little bit tricky, but Motor City Machine Guns, whether it's just a one-off at the pay-per-view or whether they are signed, I think it'll be a fantastic pairing. Uh, the match was really good. I think Let's Get Lethal is maybe the corniest possible Titantron I've ever heard of or seen, but the match was fantastic. No, no denying that. Um, but certainly... An interesting change of events. I think Motor City Machine Guns deserve it. And I think Sanjay did a good job of saying, we never actually told you who the trio was. Like, that was a good managerial move to say that. Of You just kind of assumed, as we probably should have, but y'all assumed wrong, and here's who's coming in. Um, so I, I thought that was really clever work by Sanjay as well. And I'm excited for that match now. Like, that is going to be way better no offense yeah. to to Warlow or Adam Singh uh, than anything they could have given us. I also think it means we probably get a Motor City Machine Guns FTR just straight up tag match. And I want that badly. Yeah, at some point I think we're due for that. And that uh, that will be a lot of fun. So, Rep Humphrey um, asked in the chat, so I, I just wanted to address it real quick. He's not familiar with the Motor City Machine Guns. Um, it's Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. So you might know them as individual stars and not a tag team, but they were in those same ROH circles dating back to like when Punk was in ROH. I think Chris Saban was there. Um, and Alex Shelley, just, uh, two of the most, uh, decorated and celebrated performers in, in the world. Same deal. New Japan, ROH just ended up in impact and, um, they do some really, really fun tag work. They were on Ric Flair's last match. Um, and probably one of my favorite matches on there. So worth checking out for sure. Yeah, they, they are definitely two quality wrestlers and you can certainly check them out. Um, but that will be a fun match uh, for all out. Um, 
this is the point in the night where we find out Thunder Rose is being interviewed backstage by Tony Schiavone. She's crying, visibly upset. She says that she is hurt and has to step down as the women's world champion. Uh, and that uh, they will crown an interim champion at All Out. She hopes that Tony Storm wins the title and promises she'll come back bigger and stronger with a chip on her shoulder. And so there we are. Um, uh, you know, Thunder Rosa, who they never really got anything going on for, uh, is now injured, but nobody really knows um, how. Um, you know, I was just doing some some searching kind of during the show with the announcement, and there's really nothing out there where, she, you know, you can kind of point to her being hurt. She hasn't hadn't said anything, so this sort of was a bombshell. Um, but we know we're going to get an interim, interim four-way uh, title uh, at All Out. It'll be Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not familiar with this, Hikaru Shaita. Um, Shida, it's with a D. Get oh, it right. sorry, Shida. Um, Shida? Who? Shida? What happened to you? Ne- never heard of him. My what? You just weren't talking to your mic, so it sounded weird. And you were just like yelling it- up to your mic, yeah. I was just correcting the, the, the pronunciation of Shida. Oh, I've never heard of him. I haven't I haven't seen him uh, or her um, uh, in quite some time. So just seems a little weird to me. Is uh, frozen? Uh, she might be. I'm going to just uh, no, pop her out while she figures it out. Uh, so Shlong, what um, looks like she might be back. So there we go. Okay. Sorry, Kate. You're in and out. We no, must well go good. Cornice because we're getting to we'll be getting um, to the big topic of the night. Shlong, what do you what do you think about um, the announcement? I mean, I know we kind of talked about it, saying maybe this should have led the show, but um, surprising nonetheless, right? Yeah, this sucks. I know the rain hasn't been the best because they haven't booked it well, but still, I don't like this at all. I mean, obviously, no one does. It's not anyone's fault. Person's hurt. They're hurt. Uh, I think Tony Storm's now the favorite to win this match. But, uh, yeah, this sucks. But and it should have started out the show. Kate, I know you also, um, you know, went in about how you wish it could have opened the show. Um, but, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, also a surprise for you, right? Like, none of us saw this coming. No, I don't think anybody did. Uh, I, nobody, like, that I know... Either. Oh, three words. Yeah, we uh it looks like Kate's frozen again. So I'm just I'm Kate, I'm moving you out. I see you're still there. All right, she's gonna rejoin us. We'll get Kate's we'll get Kate's take, and actually this is a perfect place, Ryan, for us to move on because we know Kate doesn't want to talk about this. Um Daddy ass versus uh ass oh, yeah. boy one Colton gun. I forgot this happened in between. Yeah. Um so um we get into this match and uh we see that Stokely Hathaway is sitting ringside for this. Uh and we have the ass boys, um Austin is ringside, uh Billy Gunn is accompanied by the acclaimed. And then during this match, Stokely Hathaway is able to attack Max Caster from behind with the boom box. Austin takes out uh, Anthony Bowens. And while Aubrey is distracted 
Uh, Colton hits a low blow on daddy ass, uh, and he wins by pinfall with the Colt 45. Post-match, Stokely Hathaway gives the ass boys his card, and they put their uh, put boots to their dad and then uh, fend off the acclaimed. Uh, and then um, uh, Swerve in Our Glory makes the save and run the ass boys off. Um, my favorite part of that, Ryan, was that Keith Lee is in no rush to get to the ring. And he gets to the ring and all the action is over. And uh, he just helps Billy gun up. That was just, I don't know why I found that so great. I just thought it was very fun. I love stuff like that. where they get, Because it also doesn't like hurt the scene. It kind of fits the scene. That he wasn't right. actually trying to get into a fight. He just, his presence, he knew his presence alone would, would change everything. Um, I was really scared when they did that. Because I thought it meant we were getting a different tag match than we're actually going to get. Yeah. I thought it was as much as I enjoy the ass boys and Kate does not, but I do. I did think it meant that at all out, we were going to get the ass boys versus swerving our glory. I'm like this, this isn't a pay-per-view title match. No making it the acclaimed is so I'm all for that. Yeah. I think they get there later with the backstage segment, but they do line that up uh, that we'll get swerving our glory with against, uh, the acclaimed and everybody loves the acclaimed. So that'll be good. Um, but yeah, I didn't really have a, I mean, this was really just a match to sell the story. You know what I mean? So like, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. Um, but I'm just still like, what is, they even mentioned, I think on commentary, like what is Stokely Hathaway building? I have to agree. I don't know what he's doing, but some of the talent that he's kind of going after, I'm like, what is this going to be together? The oddities. Well, he's got he's got the ass boys now. He's got um, Lee Moriarty. Who else? Anybody Ethan else? Page. Ethan Page. OK. So. That is a weird motley bunch, man. Um, you could right. say it's a motley crew. No, I don't want to say that. They're not old. Um, but we'll see what happens, I guess. I didn't have a problem with this match. Um, and now we go backstage with Death Triangle and the United Empire. They're basically just building to their match tonight. Um, you know, Pac says that AEW is de- Death Triangle territory. They'll find out the hard way. Uh, and, you know, you know, United Empire says they're out for more gold. Uh, so we go to break and we come back with the women's match. Ryan, it was pre nine o'clock. I, I thought was shocked. I thought I fell asleep again on the couch. Um, Britt Baker versus Kylan King. So Kylan King is the home crowd hero. Uh, Britt Baker, maybe not so much since she's from Pittsburgh. Uh, or I'm sorry, Britsburg. Um, and as we get through this match, Britt Baker does win by submission with the lockjaw. Uh, again, wondering why Kylan King just doesn't bite down as hard as she can. But anyway, post match is illegal. Oh, that's why. That's why. Know. All right. Post-match, Britt Baker gets on the mic and says it's a shame about Thunder Rosa. But when she was champ, she worked her entire reign with a broken friggin wrist because that's what champions do. And luckily for Tony Storm, she'll finally be on pay-per-view with somebody who gives a damn. And that's when Tony Storm comes in. But Jamie Hayter blindsides her and beats her down as Rebel marches to the ring, holding up a um, terrible towel basically a towel, a terrible towel uh, for Britt Baker to drape herself in. Uh, And that's when Shida makes the save. 
Duh. Okay. Well, she makes the save. Um, I don't know who she is. I haven't seen her in quite some time. Um, but yeah. Um, now we're headed into this four-way women's interim championship match. Uh, so, Shlong, what do you think about this uh, this match? We're we're seeing a lot of Kylan King lately on TV. I gotta think she's getting signed. Either like maybe she doesn't get the graphic. But I gotta believe something's been signed because she's shown up on Dark. She had an interview on Dark. Um, she's had now two Dynamite matches. She's looked good in both. This one better than the first, just because they gave her actually a lot more offense in this one. Um, she's impressive. I mean, she could use a little bit more mic time. Not that she's bad. I just think Indies don't give you, you know, TV mic time. But her in ring, I mean, she's she's in, she's a um. She's imposing. She's she's got muscles. She's she's a tall girl. I would sign her. I mean, I really am a big fan of her. So I think she, there has to be something because I don't think she'd come back to be wasted because she stepped away for a while to build her name. Maybe uh, maybe she slides in to fill some of the gap that uh, Chris Tatlander's leaving with her injury because they're sort of you know the same type. You know what I mean? Tall, strong, uh, imposing. Uh, so that's an, a thought that maybe I have, Ryan. But I mean, she's not going to slide into the same pictures. You know what I mean? Like, no, for she belts and stuff like that. But she's the same character. Oh, she's an alien. Uh, Chris Tatlander is not an alien anymore. I don't believe that. I believe she's an alien playing at a human. Well, she says she's from Long Island now. So, yeah, but that's like that's like outer space. It's very true. That is very true. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. After this, uh, this is where we go backstage to Tony Schiavone with uh, Swerve in Our Glory and the Acclaimed. And uh, the champs said they didn't mind saving the Acclaimed because they love them and they're a ranked team. And they've been ranked and they'd be worthy opponents for the tag titles at All Out. Max Caster says they don't need their praise or help. And Bowen says they're taking the tag titles at All Out. So... We're building now that you got that match, tag title match, the acclaimed and uh, Swerve in Our Glory. That should be fun. And Schlong, we're at that moment of the night. Um, I wish Kate was here because we are now at the point in the night where they went to their championship unification match. This was at the top of the hour. Um, of the morning, do you? Yeah. Um, was sort of weird to have them be doing this so early. Uh, but I think there were so many sort of like thoughts of what could happen with this match that um, it then sort of made sense. Right. Somebody comes back, you know, we figure out what's going on and blah, 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 blah. I actually have a theory as to why they did it when they did it. And I could be completely wrong. Well, do we want to kind of just cover it has nothing to do with the match? All right. Go it has ahead. Nothing to, it has go nothing ahead. to actually do with the match. They this match. It, the only thing it has to do with matches that is taking place is one of their biggest matches they've had in the history of the company. Definitely their biggest dynamite. Um, only because there's actually stakes involved. You could say other matches, but in terms of stakes involved, there's very few that will rival this. They knew, I think they expect at least to get a ton of viewers for this match. My hope, my guess is maybe they were hoping you come in for Mox versus Punk. The next thing we show you is a awesome rookie Starks promo followed by um, an awesome Mox promo followed by one of the, like just a banger of a trios match. 
So my thought is maybe they, they their goal was to suck you in with the match that everybody was going to come to see and hope some people stuck around and then saw all the awesome shit they had after and be like, oh, I want to watch more of this. I mean, it makes sense. It's just you figure your title unification bout would be your main event of the evening, you know? Oh, normally. It's just the only reason I could see doing it then. Because even with what happened, it doesn't make sense. Well, Kate, you've re-entered at the right point in the night. Forget everything else. We're up to the CM Punk John Moxley match. And um, ladies and gentlemen, this didn't go down the way any of us thought it was going to. And it was fucking fast. Um uh they're kind of starting out slow uh some punches and forearms uh punk uh is able to return the the you know punches and forearms with knees in the corner john hits a headbutt cm fires back with a a roundhouse kick but he goes down screaming and clutching his surgically repaired foot after now it should be noted folks he kicked with his right and it was his left foot that was surgically repaired that he grabbed. Um, so just keep that in mind. Well, they call for the doctors. Doctors come over, but Mox doesn't give a shit. Uh, he comes over, lariat, overhead hammer, and anvil elbows. Um, he wrenches on that injured foot. Death Rider connects, uh, pulls him up again. Paradigm shift. And that is it, folks. John Moxley wins by pinfall unifying the championship and he celebrates with both titles uh after the match while referees and a medic and his trainer a steal uh check on punk that's it we are done no shenanigans no schmazes like everybody thought that's it mox is our champ so kate i'm gonna throw it to you what the fuck happened here um, there's a lot of internet rumor going on that his foot is really hurt. Um, I don't buy it. I have a theory of my own, but let's, I'd like your take on this as the resident CM pants expert. <laughs> um, I, this is might surprise some people. I love it. I, I fucking love this. Because of all of the possibilities, this is one that nobody thought was going to happen. Um, I love the fact that people are like, is he injured? Is it from the drama backstage? Is this setting up an MJF return? Like, people are all over the map with this, and that makes wrestling really fucking fun. So I love it. The other thing that I love that this does is it legitimizes interim champions, right? Like, you can't say the interim champion is the placeholder anymore because he just beat the OG champion. So it makes it feel like, okay, well, next time there's an interim champion, we just saw it happen with the women's division tonight. Like, that doesn't mean that the interim champion isn't going to beat the original champion and we're just going to resume the plan for that reign. I I love that. I think that's a really, really cool booking decision. I'm very intrigued where this goes. I think it's, the more I marinate on it, if it's not because he's injured, I really think this could be a catalyst for an MJF return because like the guy that Punk beat in Chicago and Punk now not having a title in Chicago at all out. Who oh boy, that's and like they've both been the guys with the backstage drama, right? That have like it's surfaced enough. I think there's situations that magnifying glasses got put over. Right. But like at the end of the day, 
that's a really, 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 really fun thing to do. I think it's great because no one's going to not want to see Punk win as a heel or a face either way again in the future. Um, whether that future is in a week and a half from now or in months from now, I think that's a really cool story. I love when you don't know what's going on in wrestling, sincerely, and I think it's really fun. I think they did it at this slot because your championship match is supposed to have an hour time limit, right? So that's really fun. Um, do it at nine o'clock, make them think that something's going to happen in that hour. Like they're going to go 40 minutes and then MJF's going to come out or whatever. Like, I think all of this was designed to throw us off in every single possible way. And I think the everything that followed this was, was really great too, but holy shit, all of this was extremely blindsiding. Him grabbing his plant foot, I think, adds so many different layers to this, which is really, really fun. Was he faking it? Was he like there's just so many, there's so many options. Um, so I I love it. I think it's a catalyst for a CM Punk heel turn. If Punk pulls off a heel turn in Chicago, if he's not injured, that's gonna be really incredible to see. Um, if he did just come back too soon, that just sucks. Like that's just a really not fun um way to have to go about this but i'm glad that they made mox the legit champion if that is the case so i just think it's fun i think having all of these possibilities that we don't know what's going on is a really fun way to go about it and i think commentary selling the idea of um punk came back too soon is also a really great way to go about it so i actually really liked this (laughs) I don't think he came. I don't think it's a comeback too soon. I don't believe he's legitimately injured. You don't have somebody wrench on an injured ankle um, after he goes down, you know, uh, if he's legitimately hurt. So I don't think he's legitimately hurt. Um, yeah. Schlong, what did you think of this? Okay. So a couple things here. I'm not a doctor. I'm never going to pretend to be a doctor. All I know is that I've broken bones in my life. You don't breaking a bone isn't like, and I torn tendons and like, well, I don't know if I torn tendons, but definitely torn ligaments. Um, breaking a bone isn't like tearing a ligament. He broke his foot. That's what he had done originally. You don't break a bone by like just having standing on it and applying. You could you could tear a tendon that way, but you don't break a bone. So it wouldn't make sense that he would re-injure a plant foot. Like that's not how that injury would happen. There there usually has to be something, some form of. Um, what do they call it? They're the contact, but they, they have a word for it. Like there has to be something to it. I could be wrong. And I'm sure there's, I don't know about our fans, but I'm sure there's someone out there. Doctors could be like, you're an idiot. That's, you can definitely break it that way. But just, I've never broken a bone by having it planted. Um, I also, like you said, you don't pull on a, at a torn ankle or hurt ankle. If it's legitimately hurt, you could do a, a bunch of other things. The look he, he gave Mox. As he's being helped off, he turns his head and sees Mox celebrating in the crowd and the fans losing their goddamn minds for Mox. And he has a look on his face. And to me, that's the story. Everything else, that is the moment. I, if, if they don't use that, it's a mistake because that is the moment that he turns heel. That is the moment where he sees that he got hurt. Hurt. The fans are celebrating Mox, taking advantage of the injury. They, these fans who love him so much are now all on Mox, and they don't give a shit about him, and it's all in that moment. That, to me, is it. If they use that, it's brilliant. And I hope, and I hope, because he doesn't do things typically by accident. I don't think he turns his head with that look by accident. So 
if that's where they're going with this, I fucking love it. Um, I would have hated this had this been at all out. So it was very smart to put this on free TV. Mm -hmm. I, I will I will want as great as I love this story, and I think the story is going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. If this was a store, if this match was a match I paid $50 to see, I know there's other great things on the card, but this would have been a big seller for $50. I would have been furious. But to do it on free TV, where you can get away with the shit and I don't Real care. Oh, so if he, if I'm, I'm hoping MJF because I just want to see MJF back and it would make so much sense. But one way or another, um, I, I thought this was, this was just brilliant. What's your take on it? So, I mean, I think, I think we were talking last week about MJF. My only thing with MJF is if you bring him back, he's got to win this title now. You can't, you can't have him back in the picture and then lose the title match. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing at all out because if CM Punk is supposed to be this injured, he's not going to go for a pay-per-view, right? I think, I think, um, what happened was punk is not a hundred percent cleared to go. They said, you know, you can get in there and do like these two things and then it's going to be over. Um, and we're going to change hands because he's not going to be cleared a hundred percent for all out. So instead of doing this match at all out, they did it tonight. And now we're figuring out, um, well, the only thing I'm going to say is, and he's usually pretty right. So I'm going to give the man credit. And I, I think we lost Kate for the night, by the way, I think her internet is so bad that she fought to get, give us her punk pick. And that was her punk talk. And that was about it. Um, is that Sean Ross reported that the idea to do the match tonight was actually Moxley's and Punk had to be sold on it. And the reason I say that is it makes me feel like they were always going to tell this story, but that Moxley saw it like I did, which is you don't make people pay for it and you do it where you know he's going to get cheered, which is Ohio. Like it just seems like they, they purposely moved it up to line up some things. But now what's your plan for the pay-per-view? Because this isn't the this isn't the plan anymore. You're gonna run it back that quickly in two weeks. You're gonna say no. You're not gonna run it. His back. angles magically healed. No. So where do we go from here? Is my only issue because who is going to get you to say I'll pay my fifty bucks if it's MJF? Sure, but then MJF has to take that title. He cannot lose that title. Well, here's the thing. When 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 I thought. The, the the original way I saw this going, and I agree with you, the original way I saw this going was that Punk won. And then I, in my head, why aren't you doing... I thought Punk won in a straight-up match. And in my head, it was like, you have to save this for All Out. The way they went, I don't think it matters what Mox does at All Out as much anymore because there's a story now that is nothing I predicted. He could have a throwaway match. He could just not have a match. He could be in a tag match. He, like, I don't think his matters as much anymore because the way they handled this. He didn't win in a straight up match against Punk. Like, if Punk didn't get hurt, I'd feel the same way. Like, if, if he beat Punk but didn't get hurt, Punk didn't get hurt, I'd say you had to do this at all out. Why'd you do it now? But the fact that he got hurt and it was like a squash match, the story is just overtaken what all out could be. It just is weird timing, but I'm not as upset about it anymore because of the way it, the match went down. I just, I just don't know what you do with the pay per view. That's that's my only thing. And I hear what you're saying, Schlong, but you got to sell a pay per view on your main on your title. So 
Who is, who is the other guy now? I mean, they. Uh, if you don't want to say MJF, if it's not going to be MJF, who's it going to be? I don't know. I don't think they're. I don't think they now intend to sell the pay per view on this title. Which I, mean, I, I, I it, it seems it does seem crazy, but I don't. I think they're playing a long game on it. I, I mean, you could throw it. List you could. I'm okay if they don't throw in. If they give him just a match and it's against a good opponent and it's not a huge name, I'm okay with that because of the way this went, match went down. I wouldn't have been okay with it if it was a straight up match. I just, I, it's just my only, just my only thing is like, where do we go from here? I just. Yeah, but if you're telling this story, you could not have done this at all out. No, you couldn't have. I agree with that. But I just. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the, the timing sucks, but like, you wish they'd almost. Yeah, I, I mean, do they put him in a tag match with someone? Do him and Eddie team up against? Fuck, I don't know who they team up against. I don't even want that. I mean, there's enough tag action on this on this card. I'm just anyway. trying to think of like what do you what do you do with him? Because I mean, it's just like, weird, man. It's weird, but I'm okay with it because I like the story they're telling. I, I assume they're telling. Now, if they end up not telling the story, then no, I have big issues. But if it's a story I assume they're telling, I'm okay with it. Where it's like. You sacrificed the one pay per view for the the grander story. Whereas before, it felt like they were sacrificing everything off the pay per view. I, I don't know. It just he I, he'll have a match. I just don't know who it'll be against. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's gonna be a wild couple weeks because we're we're down to it now, right? Like there's they just pretty much set the card up tonight. Like there was nothing on this card before tonight. There were maybe three matches that we knew about. And then the trios tournament final. Uh, and we'll yeah. run down the card that we have, at, you know, after we get through this show. But um, yeah, just uh, just weird timing on this. I just don't know where we're supposed to go. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll trust the process. Um, all right. Shivani goes to interview Christian Cage. Uh, backstage and his arm is in a brace schlong. He says uh, he extended to Olive Branch to Jungle Boy last week and gave him one last opportunity to apologize for the hateful personal things that he said. And he knows he said some things too, but he, it wasn't coming from a place of malice. It was just tough love. But Jungle Boy couldn't see it because uh, he thinks he's better and smarter than he is, but he'll never be better or smarter than Christian Cage now that he has the audacity uh, to challenge a living legend to a match it all out and try to maim him deliberately. Well, he uh, he's seen and done it all, and it all out. Jungle Boy will find out Christian is not average. He's an anomaly. He's special, and it all out. Jungle Boy won't be able to match up to Cage even when he's less than 100%. So we do find out we're getting Christian Cage. I'm sorry, Zaddy Christian Cage and uh, the Jungle Man at uh, All Out. So hopefully Which I, I had already thought we had that set. So that's yeah, he threw the um, he threw the gauntlet down last week, but it wasn't accepted. So, yeah. So like, even though this is just set this week, this is obviously a story that's been brewing for yep. months. Yep. A couple months now. Yep. We move on to absolute Ricky Starks uh, making his way to the ring. He says he's mad and he's got a lot of stuff to deal with. And uh, he thought he had a real friend in Hobbs. He checked on him every week when he broke his neck. But the thing about people wanting to see you do good is they never want to see you do better than them. 
And he always made sure Hobbs ate when he did. And now he's got to, the nerve to sit there and blame him. Well, then he hits him in the neck and he knows how close it was to losing all of this again. And he considered him a friend, but now he calls him a low down, dirty slime ball scheming snake. And where he's from, you cut the heads off snakes. Uh, so bring your $5 ass to Chicago and fight him at all out. So we know we're getting powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks at all out as well. So this match is going to be awesome. Another match that we didn't know, but we kind of knew for a while now. They've been sitting this up for several weeks. And realistically, the tag's been together for so long that we eventually knew this would happen. I loved this promo. Ricky Starks is a fucking star. He came out and delivered such a fire promo. Yeah, it was great. It just tells you, it just shows you why he deserves to be on TV every week. Um, And that match will be a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, who knows? He might not even come out on top, right? Like he might lose that match, but all I know is that Ricky's a star and this will be an exciting match back from commercial. We get another promo for Moxley Schlong and he, uh, calls out people who always write him off and says, those people don't matter. And they never did. The truth is the answer to any problem you might have in pro wrestling is always John Moxley. Nothing. uh, I'm sorry. And nobody can do what he does like he does. He says he is professional wrestling and he is the guy in the industry. There are no limitations to what he does. And everybody asks when their time will come, but his time is now his time is right now. Interesting choice of words for part of this. I know. know, Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that a fun few things? Now, uh, listen, I do not think there's any way in fucking hell that uh, John Cena makes an appearance on AEW television. And if it does, it will break the world of pro wrestling. Um, break but the walls it was, down. Break down the walls. There you go. It was just very fun to say my time is here. Like my time is now. Um, he really was just saying, I mean, if he worked in a, you know, like maybe you you can't see me, but my time is now, um, you know, that would have also been fun. So um good. So Shlong, again, nothing nothing here giving up like what they're thinking about doing at the pay-per-view. So he's just thumping his chest. Yeah, no, I was I was actually liked this though. It's a nice little you know, bookend to that match segment. Um Yeah, I mean nothing came out of it, but it was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I just really just really want to know where they're going with this. <laughs> yeah, on. I mean, I get what you're saying. I just, I'm okay if this, they sacrifice one pay-per-view's main event thing for this story only because of how they're telling it. Again, I will right. forever say, had it been straight up, I'm with you 100%. And that's only if Punk goes heel off of this because that is the story to tell. I think he will. I think that I think that Punk was going into this match working more heel and that yeah. this will complete the turn. Um, but we've got to see. And I think all there. the shit that came out about him, like Hay said, some of it people took a micro, you know, magnifying glass and were like, let's make things. But they are the kings of like something real going on. We'll take it right. and make it something we can use. Sure. Well, before we get into the main event, they do hype up the cards over the next couple weeks. We do find out that on Rampage this week, we get a trios match. That will be House of Black versus the Dark Order. Dark Order have a mystery opponent, so we'll see who that is. I'm thinking it's Hangman. 
Uh, we'll get Sammy and Tay versus Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Wardlow will defend his title against Ryan Nemeth. So sorry to know you, Ryan Nemeth. Uh, they say we'll also hear from Jade Cargill and the Ring of Honor World Championship will be in uh, up for grabs. Claudio Castagnoli versus Dustin Rhodes. We do find out that next week on Dynamite, we're going to get Jake Hager versus Brian Danielson. Uh, Danielson will have to carry that match, that's for sure. And then we're going to get Tony Storm and Shida versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And then, again, just running down what we know about All Out and what we found out about tonight, we know we're going to get the AEW Trios Tournament Final, uh, the Lionheart Chris Jericho versus the American Dragon Brian Danielson, our Women's Interim Championship match, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Hikaru Shida. Shida. Okay. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship, Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed. We're going to get Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs, and the all-out casino ladder match. So the pay-per-view is shaping up. We just don't know who's going to be defending that world title against who. So stay tuned for more information. But what I can tell you this, Ryan, is this, Ryan. This main event, this was a great main event. Death Triangle, that's Pac. Penta uh, and uh, Phoenix versus the United Empire. That's Kyle Fletcher, uh, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Dunkzilla Davis, and Will Ospreay. Um, and man, Schlong, uh, Schlong uh, this match had, I think, everything you could ask for, right? Um, just amazing aerial action, reversals. Will Ospreay shows you why he is one of the best in the world uh, today. Uh, or he at very least deserves to be up for that discussion because the dude can do anything uh, in the ring. Uh, he makes it look easy. Cutting to the end of this schlong, it is a bit surprising to me. United Empire win by pinfall with the springboard os cutter on Ray Phoenix. Now, post-match, and during this match, it should be noted, I'm sorry, during this match, we did have um, Don Callis on commentary. He had talked about um, um, he had talked about keeping his eye on Will Ospreay for some time. He had heard a lot of things about him. Uh, how even uh, he and Kenny had some words going back and forth on social, um, and uh, how he was often compared to Kenny Omega. So after the match, the Elite make their entrance and stare the United Empire down. Osprey and Omega are posturing each other. Uh, Omega is trying to get to the ring, but he's held back. And that's the end of the show. So, Schlong, what did you think of the match here and the uh, post-match antics? Match was fucking amazing. Jesus Christ. These two teams can go. And we kind of knew that going into it. You know, you have two of the best wrestlers in the world in Osprey and pa uh, Pac, and then you have four more of the best wrestlers in the world in Aussie Open and the Lucha Brothers. Like, there was no slacker in this match. Holy shit. Um, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm almost... You know what the problem is? I had spots in my head, and then the uh, Kip Sabian thing kind of wiped them all out. Not in a bad way. Ooh. It just... That's right. I forgot to mention that, Schlong. Thank you for the reminder. It was towards the end of this match that uh, we had action on the outside of the ring and Pac uh, is standing in front of boxhead Kip Sabian uh, behind the barricade and he's John Adam posturing. And then 
he pulls off the box and it's somebody else with their mouth taped shut. Like they're being held prisoner by the Riddler. And then um, uh, Kip Sabian is able to uh, attack from behind. Uh, and that pretty much put uh, uh, put uh, pack out uh, for the rest. Which of the is match. really what cost them the match. Sure. And I think we'll probably get an all Atlantic title, you know, defense at uh, at all out. Which is why I liked this, because this would be lame if there wasn't a title involved, but they had already set up Kip Sabian versus uh, Pac, so it was like, make use of it. I love, listen, first of all, the reveal of the, like, the duct taped person was hilarious to me, because Kip Sabian, means Kip Sabian's coming back a little more evil, a little bit more whatever. Um, Also, to me, it was completely justified that he interrupted when you heard the chants. The whole arena started chanting for him. I mean... So to the, he and Twitter lit up because of him. Like he's clearly as weird as it is. That box gimmick helped him get over. I don't know how, but it did. Like it, it got people loved it, and um, he looked good. He looked, I mean, he, listen, he's a fantastic wrestler. He just needed a gimmick. If his yep. gimmick is being crazy, then I'm gonna take it. Um, his match with Pack is gonna be amazing, and it was needed because you want to have the elite versus. You know your empire, so you need to get out of it. You could have them win straight up, and I would have been fine with that. I I don't like. A t- I mean, I think we're gonna. Like I said, I don't know. I th- my guess is we're gonna get one in the next trios match between you know House of Black versus Dark Order, but so I don't like too many of these. But at the same point, you have a title involved. The title is very important. It helps set up a couple things. I get it. So it was awesome. I I think Kip Sabian just came off looking great in this and i'm very excited for what's gonna happen and then you get the next trios match of the elite versus fucking united empire that's going to hump yeah i mean i think people have wanted to see um kenny omega and will osprey <clears throat> you know wrestle for a while uh so that should be a really uh a really fun match um but boy what a what a fun watch the main event was tonight uh, if uh, you didn't see it, if you're just listening to this and getting the recap, certainly go back and watch it full of action. Um, and just again, like I said, Will Ospreay puts on a clinic. I mean, he shows you why he's he should be considered one of the best in wrestling today. And that's the show schlong. That's that's dynamite. So even though it uh, seems like a short rundown, a lot happened in that short amount of time tonight. Uh, a lot, a lot of surprises we didn't see coming from Thunder Rosa relinquishing her title to the belt actually being unified tonight, um, to even the Aussie, uh, United Empire, uh, winning, I think, um, you know, it was a pretty exciting night. This was a great night, even though the Mox and, and Punk match didn't really have a match. It was a squash. The potential story more than justifies everything that we're getting out of this. I, I mean, you, you had a great match of Dax versus, Lethal, and then you had an amazing match of the trios match. I mean, you just had a great night all together. Yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. And again, if you didn't see it, go back and check it out. They are really starting to line up all out. So, Shlong, a couple things uh, to note uh, in the world of AEW today. Um, there was a, a GamesCon um, uh, 2022, um, and uh, AEW. Uh, THQ Nordic and Ukes, uh, were all there. Uh, and they actually had a playable, uh, you know, playable games, uh, like so people could get their hands on the game, I guess. 
Uh, and there's also a full match gameplay uh, of um, Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole. Uh, that is on YouTube, so you can certainly go check it out. Ryan, did you see any of it from today? I did. I watched. It looks fucking... I tell you what, that, that full match gameplay looked really good. That very much harkens back into the N64 days and kind of like what you wanted. If you want a simulator, you play the 2K games. If you want an arcade game, you look like you play this one. But it looked good. It looked fun, and that's what I think is important. Yeah, everything looked really cool. I mean, the one thing is he did a he did a what like an avalanche uh, one winged angel, right? He did it like yeah. off the, the middle rope, so it looks like you can sort of modify these moves a little bit. Yeah, and they uh, they have full entrances, and apparently when you taunt, the guys actually say their taunts. Oh, that's so, fun. Cool. Yeah, it, it left me very hopeful because I didn't want it to be two K, and that's not a knock on two K. I have two K. Right. You don't I don't need the AEW 2K because the what am I doing here? Give me their so I like that they went down this path and it looks like it's gonna work. So I'm very excited for it. Yeah, it um it, it looks good. Uh it can be uh pre-ordered now um on PS5, PS4, Windows, uh Xbox One, Xbox Series, XS, and Nintendo Switch. So it'll be on all the major uh gaming platforms. Uh, as Schlong said, uh, there's an arcade feeling to it. There's a career mode. There are customizations to everything. Um, match types include singles, tag team, three-way, four-way, uh, ladder, casino battle royal, false count anywhere, unsanctioned, unsanctioned lights out, and exploding barbed wire death matches. Uh, and then there's also online co-op play. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I saw something, Ryan, where they had the dates up for like uh, 12, 1231 would would be the date that it was coming out but i think i saw actually like they're slating the game to be released in first quarter of 2023 so who knows you never really know these things can get delayed so uh so we'll see what happens yeah that's the, the guess uh let's see some other things coming out about aew um uh shivani uh on his what happened when podcast with conrad thompson um was asked by Conrad about uh, his new gig and uh, Shivani decided to talk a little bit about uh, things at AEW not being as bad as the bullshit other people would say. He said, uh, I enjoy my job, enjoy my new responsibilities with the company. They're challenging, but those are challenges that I readily accepted when I took the job and I'm seeing a whole new part of wrestling and wrestlers that I didn't see before. There's some challenges, as you know, and of course the internet is going crazy about this or that and i'm not going to get into it because i'm i'm going to say this right now things are not as bad as bullshit people on the internet would say not even close to it we've seen some things and we've got some things in place now that i think are going to make us even better than ever so there you go there's my aw update so in the world of shivani things are doing well better than some of the other things people are saying and there's a lot of rumors flying around out there about that specifically schlong uh, and there was also reports uh, that, uh, and this kind of goes hand in hand, Schlong. That's why I'm sort of moving ahead. There were also reports tonight that Tony Khan held a talent meeting um, uh, before Dynamite. Uh, I think Fightful Select and PW Insider were both reporting on it earlier in the night. Um, they said that um, it was expected to address rumors of unrest, contract inquiries, and personal issues uh, before a mandatory meeting before dynamite tonight. And uh, some of the bullet points from the meeting rumored 
bullet points are that Tony Khan led the meeting. Uh, he was described as very animated and impassioned and um, also fired up. Um, the recently talent, uh, recently expanded talent relations team and other systems and structures recently put into place were all covered. An email was also sent to the roster, briefing them on their new coaches and talent relations people. It was stressed. These were put in place to make things better for the talent. Fightful reported that uh, access to TK was discussed in response to rumors of inability to speak to him and miscommunication being, uh, you know, being the result. Uh, and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, all vice presidents, um, made it very clear that their doors are always open and issues can be addressed with them as well. Um, PW Insider mentioned that TK told them, uh, told the team that AEW's chief legal officer, Mega, uh, sent an email to WWE co-CEOs Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon right before the meeting, quote, warning them not to tamper with his talent, end quote. And Shivani and Jericho were also said to have addressed the meeting, although there aren't really much notes on what they might have addressed the, the group about. So, Shalong, it seems like they're trying to get out from under some of the, the negative press they've been getting. And you feel like in a world where maybe they should have been getting some better press with all the shit going down with Vince McMahon, they're sort of the ones who now get thrown under the bus uh, and looked at with a with a magnifying glass. Listen, personally, I think that's a lot of bullshit. I think there's a lot of just people who aren't happy saying shit, you know, maybe not a lot of people, but you know, there's always going to be people who aren't happy and uh, maybe, you it's know, work, no, no one's happy. You don't right. get a hundred percent happiness at any job. They, right. there probably are real issues and then people take them and they make mountains out of molehills. And also truthfully, I, I, and it's the same thing with the same thing happens to WWE for non Vince McMahon related things. The Vince stuff is serious and should be as brought down as brought down can be. But for like the non stuff, when you have a group of people who just hate a company for the sake of hating a company, the minute bad shit gets reported, it gets amplified by those people a million times. And there's a lot of people who hate AEW just for existing. Same way, there's a lot of people who hate WWE for just existing. And so, a report of an unhappy talent becomes that this is the worst company in the world and everybody wants to leave. And it's like, all right, guys, relax. Like, yeah. how many people are happy at your job? Like, there's going to be unhappy people. It just, everyone needs to calm down. Yeah, I think that uh, there are definitely mountains being made out of molehills. Um, and after some of the reports where guys like, you know, Gresham wants out and some other people who are rumored to be unhappy, please, one of them, CM Punk. There, you saw the rumors, Ryan, that he's quitting AEW, right? I mean, just craziness. Um, I think people blow shit up way out of proportion. Yep. Honestly, Schlong, that's all the news and notes I have for the night. This That's good. This, this should be a quick one. You've a had a rough week. One. Well, you've had a long week. I think you need some sleep. So I didn't want to I didn't extend anything purposely, I'll be honest, because I think it's not a bad thing on your first night cuz you just got home today, correct? No, yesterday. I've been home Oh, I thought it was today. Still, no. I doubt you're fully Don't use me as an excuse. I'm not complaining. Man, I'm 40. I'm I'm thrilled. But let's get let's it's not a bad to have a short week. Plus, Kate's internet cutting out really did a short yeah. There, so that was weird. Maybe somebody will get a new hamster to run in her uh, little wheel. Yeah, so we're good. So uh, again, you can catch Kate wherever she is on uh, her schedule. Uh, she's here on Wednesdays. She does a Friday fightful post show uh, and sour graps on Tuesday. 
and then a bunch of other stuff in between. She's doing some Excite Wrestling thing. Maybe this weekend she couldn't clarify that for us. Just go to her socials and see where she She's is. She's there. Yep. Shalong, what are you doing when you're not here? Nothing. Okay. Oh, on Mondays and Tuesdays, you can find me live tweeting to Ark and Elevation at Mark Order Pod. The rest of the week, I'm there when I can be, if I'm not doing work. Um, so just don't be a dick and I'll interact with you. And so Shalong, good night. Well, I'm only here uh, until somebody else taps me for something else, but I'm here every Wednesday night on the Mark Order podcast, and uh, we thank everybody who watched along with us tonight. Uh, we love uh, when you guys are here chatting it up in the chat, um, and we thank everybody who listens in podcast form as well. So if you are listening in podcast form, thank you. Um, make sure you rate, subscribe, like, you know, review, do all those things. Uh, because it helps us out. And if you've never watched us in video format, you should certainly check it out. Head over to our YouTube. Uh, everything's there uh, in video format so you can see some of the crazy shit that goes on. Um, you can find us on all socials at Mark Order Pod, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Uh, and uh, if you're connected to us on one of them, hit that link tree and you can find links to all our other social. But more importantly, Click that button to get uh, free Mark Order podcast stickers. Um, I'll send you out some of these stickers if you send me your name, uh, your full mailing address, and the country you live in. Again, somebody requested stickers and didn't send me your address. Please reach back out. I want to send stickers out. Um, uh, so, yeah, free stickers if you do that. And I also might as well mention, Ryan, even though he's not here, Matt, Millionaire Matt's usually part of our show. Summer's a rough time for his schedule. You can catch Matt every week on the Shining Wizards podcast. Uh, that's Mondays at 7 p.m. Uh, they do a really great show, and they cover all sorts of wrestling. Uh, and he also does the Bread Fan, uh, you know, like monthly podcast. Um, um, so, yeah, check him out. Uh, and honestly, that's all I got next week. We'll be back, uh, with a new Mark order podcast. We're going to be in the home stretch to all out Ryan. It's amazing how quick the time passes, huh? Time flies. Well, everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Schlong, always fun to talk to you. And, uh, we will be back next week here on the Mark order podcast. the Mark Order Podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.